It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello! I am Matt Williamson. I can hardly keep up. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm recording this around 12.30, a little after noon on Tuesday. And as you can imagine, if you pay, if you know, as long as you don't live under a rock, the free agent news is coming fast and furious right now. And started yesterday, but today it's really picking up. The big names are dropping. Um, the dominoes are falling. I'm at Williamson NFL. I was an NFL scout. I was a college recruiter for four years. I was at ESPN for 10 as an analyst. I've been analyzing football now for, in some degree, either with a team or uh, in the media. In the media now for, what, like 13, 14 years and another four with teams. So I feel like I'm pretty qualified to talk about all this action. And this is really one of the best weeks of the year. I'm sure I'll miss some, but I will make up for it throughout the week. That's all we're doing all week is just talking about free agent moves and and roster moves in general. Um, I owe you a couple from last week as well, like all the Browns action. Might even spend one day just talking about all the Browns moves. Who knows? But right now I have to talk about all the big stuff. And Case Keenum was kind of the first shoe to drop in the quarterback world. Well, first of all, well, We'll get. I just went off script for a second. I don't have a script anyway. But Drew Brees is staying in in New Orleans. You know, there was a little bit of talk. Maybe not. Who knows? I put out a tweet there. If you were the Vikes, wouldn't you rather have Brees for two years than Cousins for three? None of that ended up happening. As we originally thought, he's staying in New Orleans. So let's just take that off the table. There's not a lot to talk about there. That keeps the Saints in the playoff hunt. They're still a contender without him. I don't think they would have been. But the Broncos signed Keenum yesterday. Well, they didn't, but it became official. All that becomes official tomorrow. Tomorrow is the first day of the year, by the way, if you didn't know that. Tomorrow is the first day of the NFL League year. So, t- therefore, today is the last day of the year. Um, I like the Keenum fit a lot. You know, I mean, there was a lot of cousins to Denver speculation. But pretty much once, once Keenum fell to Denver... It seemed pretty apparent that Cousins is going to end up in Minnesota, and if you don't know by now, he did. Um, with the Jets, is still a shot, but we had this conversation a couple days ago, or last week, where I kind of broke down, if I was Kirk Cousins, if I were the team, what would I be doing? And I, would, I picked Minnesota. I think Denver came to that realization that they're going to lose that battle for Cousins. Did Keenum a little cheaper? Um, and clearly, you upgrade the, the quarterback position. I mean... That, I think that goes without saying, but if you haven't heard me say it by now, what Keenum did last year with Minnesota was not fluky, coaches-driven, scheme-driven, uh, players around him elevating him. He acted like a truck more than a trailer. It's the only year he's really done that, but he made those around him better. They didn't have Dalvin Cook. The line was so-so. He did a lot on his own. And we've seen quarterbacks at this stage of their career once given the true opportunity to really step up and be the man. So I think this is a really good move for Denver. And 
elevates them immediately a handful of wins or at least puts them in the conversation as it stands today that I can make a case for them now to win the West. What's interesting, well, there's a lot interesting, now maybe they can still sign another free agent. You know, there was talk of Nate Solder. Maybe he'll fall by the time we've heard this, but now the latest is the Browns love Solder. I would assume they'd put him at right tackle, and that's an odd one. I mean, because how much longer is Solder going to play? Anyway, that's not where I want to go. Houston and Solder makes a lot of sense. But I think that Denver now can add another solid free agent instead. You know, if they would have gone with Cousins, I don't think that would have been the case. But what to do with that early first-round pick? You know, I put on Twitter, like, boy, I really like the Keenum move to Denver. That's great. Um, but I still might take a quarterback in the, you know, I still might take Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen. You know, I don't know that, boy, the problem is fixed. You know, it's better. It's much better. Is it fixed? It certainly isn't fixed for 10 years. You know, I mean, it could be fixed for two or three could be improved, not fixed, if he's not the guy he was a year ago. Or do you grab Quentin Nelson and say, let's make a run. Let's build one of the best lines in the league, possibly. I think that would be interesting. Or do you trade down and try to do a little bit of all the above? Grab a defensive tackle or find a corner that to replace Tlaib or that linebacker, you know, Roquan Smith type, and really make your, your defense even better. So I like where Denver sits, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, and I haven't given that a ton of thought. But I do think their first-round pick now is really interesting, and I don't think you all of a sudden they're out of the quarterback race. Minnesota absolutely is, although I do think it would be useful to add some sort of backup still. Maybe that's even like Chad Henney. I don't know. Or maybe it's a second-round pick. But you got Cousins for three years, and for and this is noteworthy for Cousins. He's a free agent again in three years. So think about the guaranteed money he's made the last two years in Washington. He got three-year guaranteed with the Vikes. So no matter what, he's got like five years of guaranteed money, of big money, like $30 million a year-ish money. And then he becomes a free agent again in three years. And he is a good player, but he's not that good. You know, I mean, he's not, the money's exceeding his, you know, what he is as a player. And I do think, well... I don't know that Keenum had a better... I don't know who had a better year last year, Keenum or Cousins. I mean, I'm so, I'm sorry, Vikes fans, but your boy Keenum played really, really well last year. Cousins didn't, but there is a bigger body of work there. I would rather have Cousins. I'm not discounting that. If I'm the Vikes, I'd rather have Cousins. And this makes them absolutely a powerhouse, one of the top two or three, four teams in the league, and I'll get the power ranks at some point, and they're going to be high on it. And... What's great about this move for the Vikes is now you look at the draft too. You turn to the draft. You've spent your basically you've you basically blew your load at in, in free agent money, and now you look at the draft and I think you add big people. You know if you can add a three technique, uh, you know a defense tackle type. If you can keep reinforcing that offensive line, particularly a guard, and you should be set up really well to do that. So you know your top two three picks are all three hundred pounders. You're really building something there in, the, in Minnesota. Um, another, we'll go to the Bears now. The Bears signed Allen Robinson, and they signed Trey Burton. As of this recording, they've probably made three more deals by the time you listen to this. I feel like they almost had to get Watkins 
or Robinson. You know, like if you're going to go all in on Trubisky, which of course they did and I'm fine with that, that receiving core wasn't good enough. And getting Albert Wilson or Paul Richardson or Dante Moncrief, yeah. You needed a guy to move the needle at the wide receiver spot, and Robinson absolutely does that. And I also think now they should still add a receiver in in the draft reasonably high, but I don't think you have to do it immediately. And to me, now that sets the Bears up real well because of of how the draft shakes out. Is You're going to get a pretty good corner there, and I think that's probably the direction they go. And then the second round, maybe you get uh, Cortland Sutton or a, a nice receiver because reaching for a position is always a mistake. We know that this is going to be a Chiefs-like offense. Um, and we'll get to them in a minute. They just made a wide receiver signing as well. And I really like Adam Shaheen. Um, but they kind of backed their bet up and in, in with Burton. Burton and Shaheen are probably guessing 30 to 40 pounds different they're both tight ends and Shaheen moves really well for a 270 guy but is he going to be Kelsey in his second year after coming from a very small school and contributing as a rookie but are you going to be a featured player now that's probably asking a lot from him Um, so they go sign Burton who's much different than Kelsey they both I think will be on the field a very, very high percentage of the snaps. Burton's they match up, move guy. Neither one, I mean, Kelsey's kind of right in the middle of those guys and better than all of them, of course. But there's two options now at tight end. And again, let's make Trubisky's life easier. I mean, that's what this is all about. And in a way, it's kind of like what they did with Goff a year ago. You know, that let's go out of our way to make a young quarterback's life easy. Which brings us to Kansas City, which is a lot like while they handled Goff a year ago, is let's make Mahomes' life easy. Do we have to be, do we really need Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Tyreek Hill as our three top receivers? No, I mean, maybe in a vacuum or if Alex Smith was our quarterback, we would allocate those resources differently and wouldn't have been in the Watkins sweepstakes. And maybe you bring back Albert Wilson much cheaper and instead, you use, you know, you go, go you go after defense. And they did sign Hitchens. I thought that was a lot of money for Hitchens, by the way. Um, but him and Raglan, I think, now are your linebackers. And good enough, but not great. I still think the defense has a lot of holes. But wow, do they have weaponry now. And I think, you know, some people ask me, is Watkins too much like Tyreek Hill in that he's just a deep threat? And I don't think he is. I mean, I think he absolutely brings that to the table. And I do think Mahomes is going to throw deep a lot with extreme arm strength and extreme playmaking ability and ability to extend plays. I bet he makes Andy Reid a little crazy in a Farvian level, but that's okay. Um, Watkins, Hill, Kelsey. I mean, I just keep saying those three names together like, wow. I mean, and oh, by the way, you can drop it off the hunt, and he's a pretty good receiver too, and that's a good running game. This offense is going to be really, really friendly to Mahomes. And, guys, he's going to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, it's his first year starting. He's going to be a mistake-prone guy probably through his career. But his highs could be really high. And the weaponry, again, is wow in Kansas City right now.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the latest news as we were recording this, which will lead us to another one here that goes hand in hand, the Bills retained Kyle Williams. Um... They were really gashed between the tackles last year, especially after shipping Darius off. I think Kyle Williams has been one of the most underappreciated and uh, defensive linemen of this generation. He's up in age, but I like bringing him back. He's certainly a tough guy. Maybe to start to decrease his snaps a little bit. And then, you know, the Panther connection. They also signed Sarlu Lele today. So... You look at Lou Lele, Williams, and they still have so many picks. I know they're probably going to trade up for a, receiver, for a quarterback. That Maybe you also add a talented young guy to that defensive tackle rotation. Now you're talking. I mean, to the, that would, to me is a great way to start to rebuild or fortify your front seven, which to me still needs a lot of work. Um, but I like the Williams-Lou Lele combination. I mean, I think that's a nice start. Um, I don't think Lou Lele was as quite as good as his reputation would suggest um, last year. But a high-quality player. They're very, very familiar with him. So, you know, that that's that's fine by me, uh, to say the least. I, I got no problem with that. Sticking with the defensive line theme, and I promise we'll talk about all these teams more in detail. I'm just brushing over a lot of action here. And I didn't see this one coming either. I mean, how about these Eagles? And you guys that know me know that I'm kind of smitten with defensive linemen with roster building. And I've been saying this since I've been on the air, I mean, what, 13 years ago. That when in doubt, add a defensive lineman. You know, that I want to have Bama's defensive line. And the Eagles did. And it was a huge reason they won the Super Bowl. And Vinnie Curry will get released. But they trade for Michael Bennett. Wow. You know, I mean, and today they sign Haloti Nada. I mean, these are two, like, borderline Hall of Fame career guys, very Patriots-ish, you know, like, grab a guy late in his career, maybe win a Super Bowl, you know, maybe lighten his snaps a little bit, you know, and because you have such a crazy rotation, 
keep them fresh. So much talent, experience. So the rich get richer at a very, very important position. Um, let's talk Niners a little bit. They made a nice pickup as well, signing uh, Weston Richburg, the Giants center. But the Niners just re-signed their center, which I thought was kind of a curious move. But, you know, they have a lot of money and linemen don't grow on trees. Fine. So I think Richburg is probably going to play guard, and that hasn't, and maybe that'll be clearer whenever we reconvene. But I'm guessing that's what's going on there, um, and that's a great pickup. I mean, he, the Shanahan system, as you know, stresses movement and athleticism from its linemen. I think Richburg fits that pretty well. Um, injuries have been somewhat of a concern, but uh, they, they're kind of a a heavier line in San Francisco. I don't think they want the 340-pounders. They want guys that can move. And Richburg is a really good start to start that transformation. And that line's better than you think to begin with, too. So, scheme helps a little. Uh, I m mentioned Albert Wilson going to Miami. I like this move a lot. Haven't said a lot about, a lot of good things about Miami personnel movements. But you lose Landry. You add Wilson. Good scheme fit. Cheaper version. I think Tannehill will like him. I think he'll catch 60, 70 balls, probably for 750 yards or so, but useful. I mean, again, you don't have a tight end. You need a tight end that, you know, you got to make Tannehill's life a little bit easier here. Um, who are some other ones that made some big moves? I'm just kind of scrolling team by team. Oh, the Bengals. They swap first-round picks with the Bills, which is kind of reminiscent of the Eagles on that Wentz year. Of the, watch the Bills. They're creeping up. They're creeping up in the draft, you know, getting closer to the top of the draft. And it cost them Glenn to move up to, you know, what was it, 10 spots or so. But I look at the Bengals, and I'm not the biggest Glenn fan or believer, and the Bills didn't even really use them last year, and they, they got some dudes waiting in the wings to take over. I think Dawkins is going to be a really good player. Um, but they still have major O-line needs in Buffalo. But the Bengals' major O-line needs are now lessened a little bit. That Where they were sitting in the draft, too, I felt like they almost had to take the best offensive tackle available. And I feel that way less... But I also feel like the value's better now in the 20s. You take McGlinchey and put him at the right side or something like that or Williams or, you know, one of those dudes. And it's not as you have to do it. I hate going to the draft saying you have to. You better take the best offensive tackle where you pick even if it's 10 picks too early. So Glenn is a little bit, you know, do we trust him? I'm not quite sure. But certainly an upgrade. And at his best, he's been quite good. Um, I'm sure there's more, and I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot more of them tomorrow, too. This has been a pretty good start, to say the least. Man, I'm fired up. Um, let's talk about a couple other little moves. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jacksonville, not a little move. Andrew Norwell, highest paid offensive lineman of all time, guard of all time. Big guy comes off the off the board and didn't see him go into Jacksonville. I mean, uh, you hear, heard all along, it's a done deal for the Giants. Um, a couple other teams got involved. San Francisco. You didn't hear Jacksonville's name at all. But I've been saying they were a guard away from having a great offensive line as opposed to a good one. They're still going to... Bortles is a quarterback. They're still going to be built on running the ball. Tons of Fournette. Fournette fantasy owners like this pickup. Tons of defense. The formula isn't changing. And this has Tom Coughlin written all over it, man. I mean, you had Andrew Norwell to that offensive line. Now I think it's a really, really good group. I didn't think they'd have the money. You know, I mean, uh, I just didn't think that that was, you know, in the cards for them. But I like it. I mean, I like it a lot. It's kind of knowing who you are and accentuating that. You know, I mean, this is what we're going to do. This is how we need to win. And that's what we're going to do. And Norwell's a nice pickup. And, you know, we'll talk about some of these teams that missed out. But I'm immediately thinking with Richburg off the, you know, Pew's still out there. Pew's still the lineman to, to watch. And Solder, too. We talked about him a little bit earlier. But I'm wondering about the Giants all of a sudden. Like, who, who's, who's going to be blocking for Eli this year? I mean, ooh, that's a little frightening to me. Um, the Lions also signed Devin Kennard. To hear Whitehead's a free agent. They drafted Davis in the first round. Okay. I mean, if the third round rolls around, there's a linebacker you really like. I don't think that would make me say, boy, I I, I can't take. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.